0: If you've ever wanted to start a podcast or you have a podcast that you want to make better, this is the show for you because this is a show about making podcasts. Podcast Champion delves into the tricks and tips to producing great audio content. And my guest this week is one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet, Tim Smith, the host of the East Wing Podcast. Tim, welcome to the show. Uh, Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, Tim, first tell us about yourself. Where do you live, and uh, what
1: do you do for a living? What's your day job? <laughs> um, so I, I live in uh, I live in Saint Paul, Minnesota. Minnesota is it cold Which... there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it is. It, it's basically Antarctica at this point uh, of of the year. It's uh, it's it's really cold. But um, but I love it. It's it's a very nice place, a uh, good creative community. Um, throughout the day, my day job is I'm a director of design at a company called Rocket Lift. And uh, I do that part time. And then the other half of my time I spend on, on my personal projects and products like the East Wing, um, Lustre Magazine, which is a, is a magazine that I'm planning on publishing. And uh, soon to be launched, uh, a site that teaches WordPress and SCSS. Oh, cool. What's the uh, what's the website for the uh,
0: for the teaching? Uh, I haven't launched that yet, so oh, it's yeah. a secret. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, and you have a show
1: called the East Wing. What what's the show about? The East Wing is is a show about design, basically, and and user experience. Uh, we sometimes delve into front end development, um, which is interesting because a year ago when I started it. Uh, front-end development was something that I did, but I wasn't comfortable talking about. Mm-hmm. So I didn't plan to talk about front-end development on the show. Um, but as my front-end chops, I guess, have gotten better, uh, I we end up talking about front-end development with with more and more guests, which is for me a, a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, and and what was the
0: original inspiration? What what made you want to start a podcast in the first place?
1: Um, I, it it was a couple of reasons. The the first thing was that I, uh, I had studied radio and television in college. No way. And I, I loved radio. I loved it. But it's, it's a very difficult industry to get into. and, And there's very limited jobs. And it's, you know, it's a lot like entertainment, really, where you do these crappy things and <laughs> to, yeah. to try to get a good job and yeah I mean yeah. every industry is basically like that because I ended up doing the same thing for design but um, yeah so I, I studied radio and television and I loved it uh, I actually had a morning show at the college radio station oh, cool. um, from 6 to 9 a.m. and it was it was a whole ton of fun it was it was absolutely terrible the show was terrible <laughs> because my my broadcasting sales were just horrible and I I, I didn't talk as well as I do now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Yeah. But uh but later on when I when I got into design I realized that there were all of these different people that I wanted to talk to, that I wanted to ask questions to and I wanted to pick their brain basically. And I thought, you know, if I if I ask them to just Skype with me for an hour, they're not gonna wanna do it, you know? That's yeah. But if I tell them, "Hey, we're going to publish this as an episode, as you know, part of a podcast," maybe they'll do it. Yeah. Um. So basically, I just wanted to talk to people that I admired. So I, I started the podcast, and I had heard some of the other design-related podcasts that were out at the time, and I, I was arrogant, and I and I felt, you know, what I can do a better job than these people, so I'm starting my own thing. <laughs> well, sometimes that's a good inspiration—the feeling that you could do it.
0: You could do it differently or better.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's 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 helped me to evaluate at every step. You know, how is the quality of the show, the quality of the content, the quality of the audio, um, all of those things I try to take in consideration. I mean, recently I've been doing work to, to try to make the the audio file size smaller as well, so that it's you know so that people can download the file easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those those quality type things have come from that inspiration, I guess, of wanting to do a, a good job, a better job than. Um, but I mean, at at this point, there are there are a lot of quality podcasts out there. I mean, after I started, there are a whole bunch of, of podcasts that came out. Shop Talk Show had come out like just um, maybe a week or two before I launched my show. Oh wow, uh, which was a which was a big surprise. Um, the Industry Radio Show started around the same time that I did. Um, so it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting ride to see how these other podcasts have also been pushing that bar of what a quality, uh, show is. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: um, what have been some of the benefits to you as a person podcasting? Cause you just had your, your one year anniversary for the East wing. Right. So what kind of benefits have you seen just for you as a person? How, how has it affected your life?
1: It's it's affected my life in in a really positive way. I feel I've I've made friends with people that I admire, um, and and that I've followed their work. I you know I had Chris Coyer on the show I think on episode number six, and Chris Koyer was somebody that I had been following for years. I had been watching his screencasts, and I had admired this guy so much, and you know. I mean, we're we're not like best friends or anything, but I, I would say that we're we're friends and we're pals now, mm-hmm. um, because I got to talk to him on the on the show, and we've talked a couple of times since then. So for me, I feel that that's that's, that's been one of the biggest things is, um, I've been able to be friends and and talk to people that I have really admired and ask them for advice in times that I really needed it. So. Mm-hmm. You know that
0: that's interesting because you know, on my other show, Product People, I've talked to all these folks and um, some great people that I feel like we've made meaningful connections as we've we've done a, a show, basically. Right. Um, and, um, you know, Amy Hoy was joking to me that I'm eventually going to have to shut down the show because there's not going to be enough people to talk to about about products. And I said, you know, maybe, but I said, you know, I felt like I've started a relationship with all these people. We've talked since then. And now there's a whole bunch of new stuff I'd love to talk with these people about again. And yeah. so I could almost like every year just take that same group of people and interview <laughs> them all again. and Do a part two. Do a part two, yeah. And do have kind of a, a you know, more meaningful content. It's not like the people stop, um, you know, growing after you've talked to them once. There's There's always something yeah. new that you can talk about
1: yeah i agree
0: um so maybe now that you're one year in that's actually kind of an interesting benchmark um what what did you do to promote the show kind of as you've gone
1: along um hmm i I mean there there hasn't been there hasn't been much uh i didn't like i haven't done any investment in in marketing or or any of that stuff um I think from the from the very beginning something you know the East Wing was was one of my first projects that I actually bought a domain for and I and I did the work to get it out there and um, from the very beginning I said that I was going to be nice I was gonna be respectful and 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 people were gonna like the show because they liked me as a person and and they liked the guests that I had on because of the conversations that we had and for me, I think that that has been the reason why the show has gained popularity. Because I I have tried my hardest to be nice and and to reply to everyone on Twitter and make sure that their reviews and the, the times that they mention the show are extremely appreciated. Mm. Um, and that I you know that and that that's not something that I do just because I want people to see it. I do it because I, I truly mean it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that quality of genuine, I think, has been what has made the show popular and what has brought new people to the show, mm-hmm. um, that they, they hear that the, the conversations are nice and that I'm a nice person and, and I, I appreciate that because I, I try hard to be that way, mm-hmm. um, not only on the internet but, you know, in, in life in general. I, I'm, I always try to be nice and respectful to everybody, mm-hmm. um. So I think that that's been really the, the biggest marketing, I guess you could say, of the show yeah. uh, just through Twitter and through word of mouth.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that definitely comes through on your show. Like you have a tone that is very unique, um, I think, in podcasts. And even like um, I think even someone like me has a hard time sometimes getting that tone because the, the there's part of me that's a little bit of a showman and, and likes to be the center of attention. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I think I have to work quite hard at saying, you know what, this show isn't about me. It's actually about the audience. It's actually about the guest. Um, and so what are some of the ways that you've done that for your show? How, how do you keep that tone? Is there, are there some things that you remind yourself of each episode or is this just come naturally to you?
1: Um you know I I think it's funny because the the inspiration to start the show was selfish, you know. It it was uh it was to talk to people that I admired and 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 really that's what I do every show. You know, I sit down with the guests and and I ask them questions that I find interesting that I would want to know from them. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really think about the audience <laughs> yeah yeah you know, that that the audience uh likes the show is kind of a bonus um mm-hmm. because I ask the questions that I want to know that I think I will find useful in my day to day and uh and again, I think that that's that comes down to again the the genuineness about it you know mm-hmm. I, I ask questions that I find interesting, and other people are like, oh man, that's exactly the question that I would have wanted to, wanted to ask that person, yeah so. Yeah. I think in that sense, you know, it's not the typical interview. It's it's more you you are listening in on a on a conversation with someone.
0: Yeah. Were were you the kind of person before, like if you were listening to a podcast, you would have like questions that you would want to ask the guest but you couldn't and it frustrated you? Yes. Oh that
1: happened (laughs) Yeah. I, I've always I've always been that person that I listen to podcasts uh, that are interviews and I'm like but what about this and and that question never comes up yeah um you know and it's it's the reason why I I don't really listen to many interview podcasts hmm. um because I'm like you know if I want to talk to them I'll talk to them on my show um, yeah yeah exactly so that's kind of again that that sounds a little bit arrogant but you know I I like more of the podcasts that they are things that I can't. Do. To, um yeah anyway yeah. yeah well that's great now what um like right now the
0: the audience and stats and all those things is kind of a black box with podcasting uh in general do you have a sense of where your listeners are coming from are they coming primarily from itunes or any of that
1: i have no idea really however i have no idea no um I get a rough statistic from PodPress, which tells me, you know, how much each file has been downloaded, how much each file has been uh, played. Yeah, and and the thing is, like the other day, I tweeted that the the East Wing has roughly twenty thousand listeners a month. Yeah, and to my estimate, that's that's about the number, um, but it could be more. It could be less uh, yeah. because the the thing is. You know, I I have no idea if it's recording, like for example, if, if the statistics are measuring whether someone came back and played the show again, mm-hmm. or if it's the same person, like does it recognize that that's the same IP address and doesn't mark it again as played? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um, yeah. So, and then the thing is, I, those statistics don't even measure like how many subscribers we have to do iTunes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the playing that comes through iTunes. Uh, so really there's, there's no way to accurately measure, uh, how many people are listening. And I, I still have no idea. I mean, but to tell you the truth, it, it's not something I check every, every show.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And maybe actually to just finish off this
0: part, um, let's talk a little bit about sponsorship. How how does yeah. sponsorship work
1: on your show? Well, it uh it has varied. Like when we first started, I wasn't doing any sponsorships and because I didn't know you could make money from podcasting. Um <laughs> yeah. And then later I a I lot said, of people oh, say oh, you can't. Know. Yeah. And later I was like, you know, maybe I should have a sponsor. Um and I had no idea what to charge for my sponsorships. So I think the first sponsorship that I sold was sixty dollars for a month. Um, yeah, and and then I st- I gave the option of either doing a, a single sponsorship or a month long sponsorship. And then I cut out the single sponsorship because no one was buying that one. Everyone wanted the <laughs> whole month, um, <laughs> which which was nice. And uh, so that's what I'm doing now. I I have the whole month sponsorship and. Um, that That costs three hundred dollars right now mm-hmm. uh, to to sponsor the show for a whole month. Some would say that that's low um others would say that that's high. I've felt that that's a number that companies easily agree to hmm. and uh and also i mean I think that three hundred dollars although it i don 't think it it completely pays for the costs of doing the show um you know those are $300 that I didn't have in my pocket before. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. You know, it's it's nice to have. I mean, the the money goes to um paying for uh hosting of of the files, uh hosting of the website and uh and also to try to pay me back for for the time that that I put into it. I mean, I I treat the e-swing like a business. Mm-hmm. Um I invoice the e-swing at the end of each month and see how much uh time and money I've I've spent into it. So Oh, interesting. Um but I, I do that loosely because I don't, you know, I don't actually uh, try to make as much money as usually I'm I'm putting into it. so
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I like that idea of invoicing um, and actually what Kyle and I are trying to figure out on our on product people. So we have two people that are putting in time and money right. and and then to try to figure out, well, how does this kind of balance out and, you know, and I think uh, what we've come to is some sort of loose equivalent that we want to start invoicing, you know, product people, right? And um, uh, and uh, actually, you know, let's let's record the costs, let's record the time, and let's kind of figure this out. Because um, I think for me too, like I I don't have um, I don't have uh, lots of extra time or resources. Uh, like I, the, my time and my resources are important. And, uh, if I want to do this for a long time, even though I really like it, uh, I think there should be some sort of, uh, compensation for, you know, the time and investment. So I think that's a great way to, to do that invoice, invoice your podcast. Yeah. Um, and, and how do you find sponsors? Do, do they find you or do you go out and, and approach them? Um, I
1: I've been fortunate that some companies have approached me of sponsoring hmm. the show, uh, but others have been that I go out and I, um, and I and I talk to companies. Um, and the ones that have come to me, it's been great because uh, actually the East Wing gets a lot of requests for hmm. for sponsorship. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, we we tend to turn away any product that I either haven't used or I don't want to use yeah Um, and of course there's also like the SEO spam that we get Mm -hmm. Um, and they're actual people but you know they're selling SEO Um, yeah Yeah. and uh, so some companies we've turned away Um, other companies I'm like yeah definitely like I didn't think of having you as a sponsor but it would be great to have you Um, uh, the The companies that I have approached and that i 've loved having them as sponsors is like harvest uh we had treehouse yeah um, this month we have we have media temple and what what makes it easy is that you know these since all of these companies are are things that I use or that I have used it 's so easy to talk good about them um and and i I hope that uh that the listeners see the the genuine again in mm-hmm. that and and hopefully will we'll check the companies out. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I I like that approach. Um, well, and that's what we're trying to do in ours as well is to say these are companies we believe in or products that we use. And um, it makes it so much easier to actually do the bit when, you've, when you're have when you actually right. passionate about it <laughs> to say, you know, I, I actually really love this product and uh, I legitimately think it'll make your life better if you use it. Like that... that uh, uh, you know, I've I've discovered some great products um through things that have been discussed on podcasts and as well as yeah. you know things that have been advertised. So same here. Why, why not in the last little bit here, um, we let's let's do um basically what your technical setup is, and then um, we'll kind of say goodbye for the regular show, and then we'll do a after show where we might delve into a few more things. Um, okay. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, that's fine. So, what's your setup? What uh, what microphone do you use there?
1: Um, okay. So, the, this this microphone that I'm using is a Rode Podcaster. Okay. Um, which costs, I believe, two hundred and thirty dollars. The last time I checked. Yeah. And uh, it is a USB microphone, so it plugs directly into the USB port. Yeah. Um, which is nice because then you don't need a preamp or a mixer uh I also have um the road boom um and uh and also a shock mount and usually if you go to a place like amazon they they will sell you all three things in like a package yeah um and then the headphones these are dr dre beats <laughs> nice and uh did you but, get him uh, to u s to the show no um <laughs> but, he's next uh, on
0: your list though. Yeah, definitely. Here, I'll, um, I'll give Dr. Dre a call for you. I'll say you got to sponsor Tim's show.
1: He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the Beats were were an impulse buy. Um, yeah. And uh, looking back, I I could have gotten cheaper headphones that probably had the same audio quality, but yeah. um, but I ended up going with these, and I I don't regret it. It's they're very nice headphones, and I mean for music, oh my goodness, the bass just rocks on these. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah,
0: awesome. And what do you use to make calls?
1: Uh, so to to do the call between the guests and myself, I use uh, Skype.
0: Okay. And do you have like a premium account or just the basic account?
1: I have the basic account.
0: Okay. And yeah. and how do you record the
1: calls? I use a program by um, Rogue Amoeba called Audio Hijack Pro. And the nice thing about Audio Hijack Pro is that it, it'll record uh, both things. And like I, I think I told you this in a in an email last mm-hmm. week that Audio Hijack Pro records your voice and the incoming call as separate channels, but then yeah. mixes them down when it exports the the MP3 or AIFF, whichever one you choose. Yeah. Um, and that has been a huge benefit because that means that my voice always comes in perfectly clear, and the only thing I have to worry about is, is the guest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that some other people have used Call Recorder, which I think call, costs like $30 or maybe a, mi- a bit more, yeah. um, and that creates two separate channels for both of them. But the thing is that that, that program re- records you in Skype. It doesn't record
0: the oh. microphone.
1: I never um, knew that, okay, and right so i'm I'm not too sure about that, and i so I haven't done that i I stick with audio hijack pro, it's something I know it's something that's worked for me, so <laughs> I'm just yeah. sticking with that for now, yeah, um I yeah. want to get a different setup it. But it's so expensive, like the my ideal setup is like $1,200 and it's just, it would be so irresponsible of me to <laughs> spend that much money on, yeah, on something that's definitely not making that back, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, well maybe you'll get there one day. Maybe you'll get to yeah, the, yeah to the, <laughs> the the pro setup one day. Uh, what do you use for editing? What's your audio editing software?
1: Um, okay, so here's another story. I uh, when I first started, I was using GarageBand, um, and then I had I had Adam Stakoviak on the show, and basically he just teared me apart he's like (laughs) you're doing everything wrong (laughs) and um which which i welcome and he's like you got to use logic pro it's just so much easier and it is logic really logic is so much better than garage band like just something simple for example um the intro music i have automation in the intro music to cue up when i finish the ad read and then cue down when i intro the show um (laughs) the the amount of time of the ad read depends based on you know the week how i'm feeling that day yeah um so sometimes it's longer sometimes it's shorter and every time i would have to move the music over and then i would have to move all of the keyframes of the automation audio what's nice about logic is that you can tell it to just move the automation however wherever you move the audio file um, so that has saved me, just that It saved me a ton of time, not to mention that it always puts the automation in the same place, which, you know, gives it that feel of consistency, which is nice. Yeah. Um, huh. and, uh, a lot of the other tools are, are really helpful. So I, I've really, I've really liked Logic. I mean, I've, I've made a custom template for, for the East Wing shells, which already has our theme music in, already has, um, the channels with their, their different, plugins and settings so huh. it's it's been great. I like it. And and how much is Logic Pro? Logic is uh oh I think it's ninety nine I wanna say. Okay. So it's not very expensive. It's not. It's not. Um when when I didn't want to buy it, <laughs> Adam was like, dude it's a it's a business expense.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just spend it. Yeah. So I was like, all right,
1: fine. Uh, and
0: and what do you use to uh host your website
1: um i should say who do i use who who do you use and maybe what what's it built on as well okay so um who hosts it is media temple of course um and uh what powers the site is wordpress so we're we're using wordpress with a plugin called uh, podpress okay podpress hasn't been updated in a very long time i believe um but it still works and it and it works great um and i to to host the files i use amazon um aws okay and does uh does podpress
0: have a an automatic way to like write in WordPress to upload the files up to
1: Amazon? No, um, not that I not that I'm aware of. Um, so I I just upload the files independently and then just paste in the the location.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I I use uh, PowerPress and I do the same thing. And I keep thinking about modifying it so that it just goes straight to my S three instance and you know right. puts the right permissions on it and everything. Um, cause it's just That'd an extra, nice. extra step to FTP it up or whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and for stats, you had mentioned, uh, do you use pot? Who do you use for stats to? So
1: PodPress comes with statistics, um, that you can enable. And, yeah. uh, and I believe that the way that they do that is that they put like a special link for each for the file. Yeah. Um, and like a redirectist breach. right i I just use those statistics. I mean, I check in with Google Analytics every once in a while, but um again i i don't I don't look at the statistics much i've I've seen it I've seen it grow over time i I've, mm-hmm. I've seen that uh that there are certain guests where there's you know a, a spike yeah um like Andy Clark got a whole bunch of people um, yeah that
0: was a great episode. Over, over, I think if yeah, anyone thanks. if anyone has a chance, they should definitely check out that episode because you're you ask a lot of questions that I was wanting to ask, and uh, <laughs> and he's just great at giving you know no nonsense responses, which were yeah really helpful. Um, I,
1: I, I admire that guy. He's he's very straightforward.
0: Yeah, and, and actually, this brings up another question I should have asked about sponsorship, which is when when you're approaching sponsors or they approach you, um, normally numbers are quite important. How important have they been for your sponsors?
1: Um, I think when we were starting out that was, that was important. Uh, you know, every sponsor always asks about numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and some sponsors have asked like, to sponsor only specific people shows. Mhm-, um, and I've stopped doing that. I don't allow that anymore. I yeah. just tell him you know what you either sponsor the whole show or you don't mm-hmm. just pick one um yeah and you know, I haven't always been like that a lot of <laughs> a lot of like the the good things that I'm doing now with the podcast has to do with Adam stakoviak, one hundred hmm. percent um because Adam just. Coaches me, and he tells me like you're doing this wrong, you shouldn't be handling this in that situation, and he's been such a huge resource for me i I appreciate him a bunch, yeah. um, and every time we talk, we talk for like two hours, two, three hours. I think the last <laughs> time we had a skype call we were on the we were on the phone till like two a m it was crazy oh man um, but anyway, so with sponsors that's that's what I' tell them now like you can't sponsor just certain shows if you want to you either do the whole month or not mm-hmm. and something that i might implement uh which is an idea that i got from from someone i'm not too sure i can say who it is yet because i don't know how confidential that was yeah. but like is sponsoring in quarters okay. instead of just months um and the nice thing about that is that you get a large lump of money all at once mm-hmm. um ah, yeah. which is which is good um, so that you, you know that your hosting is covered, you know that all of these expenses that are related to the podcast are covered, um, and also you, you know, you can take a little bit of that money for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of sponsors, like, uh, the first couple of months, definitely, like the first six months, actually, or seven, or maybe eight, mm-hmm. um, there were some people that just, they were like, you know what, we, we can't, we can't. Sponsor your show at the moment, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's understandable. I mean, you know, we, we didn't – we haven't always had high numbers, um, and, you know, and the way that I've tried to present it going forward is more like, you know, if you're sponsoring the podcast, you're sponsoring because you think we put out good content.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you believe in what we're doing, and not so much, you know, about the numbers and not so much about, you know, how many clicks you're getting um, to, to your ad. Um yeah. basically you're you're getting a trustworthy and genuine person reading about your product. And if mm-hmm. that's valuable to you, you'll sponsor the show. If not, then that's that's okay. We, yeah. we we don't have to have a relationship, you know, a business relationship. Yeah. That's a
0: good that's a good point actually. Cause I, I've wondered about that. You know, like for a company like Squarespace, who you hear all the time, um right. you wonder like Huh, what are they basing this sponsorship on? Are they basing it on actual, you know, cost per acquisition, or are they? Is there also just part of them that's saying they just want to be visible in the community and they want tons of people to hear their name on every podcast? It'd be interesting to be able to talk to those guys and see like what what are they basing those decisions on? Maybe that should be my next interview is to call them, <laughs> to right. call them up
1: because uh, yeah, I. I think it it has to do with with two things. I think it it um, a lot of the times it's it's the reach that they have, but sometimes it's uh, it's just that they are are getting to be known within the community. Mm-hmm. And personally, those are the sponsors that I really love because, you know, um, in my case, thankfully and and very fortunately, like the East Wing has has now kind of become a a popular podcast within the design community which is nice because then you know these companies are more open to saying yeah we'd we'd love to sponsor your show and and we're open to it um Mm -hmm. and and that's that's nice because you know they're not they're not really concerned about the numbers they just like um I guess the 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 mention from a show that is that is relatively popular
0: yeah you know, Tim, I really love this story and and maybe I should just kind of summarize what you've said is that you started out and you were just passionate about talking to interesting people and you haven't done a lot of work to like actively promote the show. You've just been focused on being a genuine person, genuine host, a genuine genuine interviewer and um, and also have been... Uh, the only the promotion you do do is just engaging with your audience you just thank them for their involvement you thank them for you know uh, encouragement or whatever and through that you've gradually you've kind of organically grown a really top-notch show and a, a show that now has a reputation for being uh, an excellent show that's amazing uh, <laughs>
1: that's 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 very very nice of you I, I appreciate that Um, yeah I you know for me, that that was what was important. It was just being genuine, um, putting out a, a good show that people like to listen to, they find entertaining um, and for me, it's just been a huge privilege to talk with these extremely smart people um, and, that, and that people find it interesting and that they subscribe to it and they're like, oh, I've listened to every show or, you know, they I, recently, I was like, if you post a review of our show, take a screenshot of it and send it to me and I will retweet it and a lot and some people have done it you know and and other people have just emailed me the screencast and they're like hey I I I posted a screencast no way of me knowing how to promote that but either way I still email them back and I'm like thank you so much you know it 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 really it really is uh, it really is nice Uh, another thing um, a a couple of shows back I told I told everyone that uh, I had put a donate button at the bottom of of the show, yeah. And I said, you know, if you're interested in donating, it helps out the show. It helps me pay for the different costs, um, and you know, you just show your support, basically. And a couple of people donated, and uh, I I had no idea because I forgot to check the button that says BCC me the receipt. Yeah. Um, so a couple of weeks later, I checked, and people have donated, and and I sent them an email immediately, and I was like, you are awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah. um, For giving me part of your hard-earned money, that yeah. that really means a lot to me. Um, and I think people do that just because you know they they like you. Uh, and and I don't know. I'm not the type of person that tries to please everyone, but I I am the person that you know is nice and respectful to everyone. Um, and my conduct is never ever dependent on how another person has treated me. And I I I feel that that has come through to to people, and and that makes me happy. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's inspiring to me as someone that's just getting started and, um, and, you know, wants to produce good content. And like I said, sometimes I can get distracted by maybe trying to be something I'm not. And uh, I just love um, just your story and how, what you've been able to accomplish, just doing these very simple things that mean a lot to people. So I think it's great. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for, for coming on Podcast Champion. I think uh, everything that you've said will be really helpful, especially to people that are starting out and trying to figure out tone and, and some other things. And also, it's always good to get uh, you know information about what people are using in terms of their, uh, their technical setup. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll say goodbye for now, but thanks so much yeah, again. Thank Tim. you for having me. Awesome. Thanks again to Tim Smith for being on the show and sharing all of his podcast knowledge. You definitely need to check out The East Wing, that's his podcast, at theeastwing.net. Tim is on Twitter at T Tim Smith, and you can visit his personal site, Timothy B Smith. If you like the show, please give us a review in iTunes. We are podcast champion. And you can catch me on Twitter. I'm M.I. Justin.